it is a new day in the workroom and I'm back with Charlie Slays, which means it's another episode of Drag Race España. Charlie, how are you keeping? I'm good, babe. How are you doing? All good, all good. Since we last spoke, I've been to Madrid. Oh, you flu- have? You've been fluent on Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take your black leotard and cheap red wig? I did, of course. I only wore polka dots throughout my whole time there. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I believe it or not, I I was actually talking, I I actually met up with a friend who is uh, Spanish and we were discussing the geography of Spain and the different regions, which came in handy for this week's episode. Wow! So you're the expert this episode. I can just sit back, relax. This is fab. (laughs) I'm definitely not going to say I'm the expert, but... (laughs) I would say for any non-Spanish speaker podcast, I've got, uh, you know, I've got a good amount of intel I can share. And did your your Spanish friends, are they watching Drag Race España? What was their kind of viewpoint? Uh, they hadn't been watching season three, but we okay. were, we met up in some bar and we turned the corner and they immediately were like, oh my God, there's Benita Bondash. Oh, <laughs> oh. And I was like, how did you recognize them? They're wearing like a, a baseball hat. They had like their head down. And I was like. I mean, that is Benita Bondash, but I don't know how you recognise her. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it huge out there? Is it lots of people talking about it? Was it quite prominent on the scene? Yeah. So again, I was there during the week. So I, I like, we went to some uh, queer bar called Primas and we watched some sort of bingo and stuff like that. But like, um, yeah, people did seem to be aware of it and stuff like that. And actually, my friends that I went to stay with um, were watching Drag Race. See, because they don't have, well, they need to subscribe to this other player to get it there. They, like, so oh, we, God, yeah. So yeah. they weren't actually watching Espania. They were watching Sweden. But oh, like, why? they okay. knew it was on, They, you know, they, it was in the atmosphere. 100%, yeah, yeah. So. I think when, obviously, we first met at DragCon UK, which was amazing. And um, I felt like the Spanish queens got a lot of love from the UK fans. Like, they, the season's been very popular. It's felt like online and everything. Yeah. Oh, de- like, I think it is the most popular non-English yeah. language season yeah. easily. Easy, yeah. easy, easy. Yeah. Um, in other news, before we get into it, uh, mm. did you see, only because it came out on the day of recording, did uh-huh. you see this, like, Ask Me Anything, an alleged former producer at Wow Presents Plus did? Oh, I've seen bits and pieces, but I know that Mama Ru has snipers, so I'm not allowed to talk about it. I'm joking. Tell me, tell me <laughs> everything. Tell me everything. Well, <clears throat> well it was funny because somebody then posted in the middle of the thread, oh, we don't know if we can trust these this person. They could just be a producer. Right. Because some of their answers were like, what's your favorite season? Oh, All Stars 8. And like some of, the, <laughs> some of their answers were like, oh, name yeah. somebody who should have got the villain edit but didn't. And I'd be like, Jimbo and All Stars 8. So like... I was like sus but then some of the things they did say is not things I think that the wow brand would want out there okay okay such as they alleged that the all-stars three um coven of your peers whatever that was called the where where the queens judge for who the jury the judge jury and execution of vibe yeah 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 that that was deliberately uh introduced to make Trixie win Stop. Well, I, you know what? A lot of that, a lot of people said that at the time. However, I feel like Trixie and Catcher's brand was about being the losers a little bit, Mm -hmm. like being the underdog. So I was genuinely, when that happened, I mean, for me, Trixie's an amazing queen, did great on that season. I think Shangela should have taken it personally. She was my favorite of the season, although we're not allowed to talk about her at the moment, I don't think. Um, So, yeah. Careful. Um, so I I don't know if they would kind of process it to make Trixie win in that way because she was already a bit of a fan favorite. But I think it kind of not hurt their brand, but it affected their brand a little bit when she did win. 
Yeah, it definitely dulled the shine of her win because it kind of felt undeserved, especially having Ben de la Creme Benning the crown yourself, and then it just ultimately took the wind out of the sails of what was a relatively good season. Um, yeah. So that yeah. one I thought was surprising. Like some of them, they were like, "Oh, Sasha Valor was never supposed to win." And that's fair enough because we saw how she managed yeah. to win. Yeah. So some yeah. of those things are fair enough. They're like, "Oh, the the season fourteen chocolate bar was always a was always a hoax, or whatever." Which, you know, right. Some right. of the things were just confirming the things that the fans have believed. Otherwise, that apparently Willow Pill and Bosco were great at Snatch Game, but they they fluffed it anyway to bring in that Lollapalooza. Wow. Thing. Wow. Well, um, I mean, I feel like it, with the queens that have been going on this season of Drag Race Espana, some quite, I think, popular queens are going quite quickly. Queens that I thought at the beginning might go quite far. And you do always feel a bit like, are they sending them home early to bring them back and give them a bit of a storyline? I mean, Trixie said herself, didn't she? Sometimes you do earn a competition and sometimes Miss Fame or Pearl needs a storyline, whichever one it was. You know what I mean? Like They have to do whatever they do. And they're producers and it's a television show. We know it's going to happen. Mm. But they said... Um... Yeah, so I don't know if we can believe them. There were some interesting yeah. things in there. I think they're called Clear Tart or something like that, if you want to look it up, the AMA. Um, some interesting things. Clear Tart, did you say? It sounds like a drink. I think, I think it is Clear Tart. Hold on. Wow, <laughs> very, great name. Great name. It's a, okay. um, <laughs> but then there was a lot of things that were, you know, alluding to future seasons. So, like, who knows if we can trust them. And they were also yeah. saying things like, um, you know, I'm just hearing rumours from other areas of the company. So, look, it might not be entirely true. That's a nice get-out-of-jail-free card, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I use that one all the time. <laughs> this was a <laughs> from somebody else. <laughs> it was on City That Pod, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Calm, Tart. Oh, okay, right. Sounds even more like a drag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But clarity. they did say one queen they never wanted to work with again was Bag of Chips never wants to work with again why they didn't clarify they didn't clarify it okay i've met bagger a few times she loves a gin that's all i'm gonna say yeah <laughs> <laughs> leave <it> at that. <laughs> um so anyway that's that's a roundup of a bit, a bit of news in the do, do you want to share because i'm not entirely sure across the shangela stuff do you want to give a bit of background to that if you have it? well shangela has been accused by um someone from the hbo production company of um sexual assault this was on instagram um it actually i remember it happening i think it was towards the end of last year it was around the time um shangela was on dancing with the stars and she was getting quite towards the finale now i remember it being all over instagram it was kind of spread everywhere um i can't remember this guy's daniel i think his instagram is like i'm that dan something along those lines and he put quite a lot of posts out uh, detailing quite a lot of stuff about that has allegedly gone on between himself and Shangela. Um, there was no comment from Shangela, but I think um, Shangela, it's now gone to court and released a statement. I think it was yesterday morning or this morning they've released a statement at the time of recording, um, denying all the allegations and saying that they, these allegations were brought up during the filming of We're Here and were dealt with at the time. That person no longer works for HBR, the production company behind it. I think it's HBR, I'm not 100% on that sorry um and um yeah i don't think anything else has come out on social media since then i think shangela it was maybe a story rather than a post i did go back to try and reread it but couldn't see it but it has been covered by quite a lot of the bases of social media um but yeah i guess that's kind of a to be continued vibe really absolutely i missed that yeah they're always yeah. so 
Yeah. Always put you in such a difficult position because obviously you want the truth to come out, but you just don't know who has the truth and all this stuff. So, so difficult. I think as well, because of the age we live in, um, so much can easily be accessed by everybody. When this guy was putting the initial posts out, because there was almost no... um, no substance to it in that it was just kind of his opinion his views what he was saying I mean you don't have any context to that you know so I think when it first came out it was all a bit shocking because it happened really quickly loads of posts and then they were all deleted quite quickly and then there was no comment from Shangela themselves so you know it's it's hard to put that into context but obviously you know there is an ongoing court case that's happening in America at the moment about it and I guess we just have to see see what comes out of that I guess yeah it reminds me of the dragula season four finale when the allegations came out about dally just before yes the yes. final and then they were kind of withdrawn yeah we were yeah. like okay are we happy for dally because mm-hmm. we want to like them and we want yeah. it but we don't know like it just yeah. Yeah. Well, it just makes us feel icky i think as well in in this day and age when it's one voice against another voice that's very different i mean when you look at what happened with you know like sherry pie for example where there was just so many kind of people and stuff that came forward you knew straight away you know what i mean what what kind of happened and that you know sherry pie fully deserve what happened to them and their comeuppance you know but in this situation it feels a bit different because it's kind of one person against one other voice and that that makes it yeah. a bit more difficult to gauge i think an imbalance in the power of the voices yeah well. absolutely do you yeah. want to see who the do you want to tr- guess the three queens who will never be invited back confirmed never 100 percent banned from all stars according to this producer oh my god who's been 100 percent banned well I, I i would say probably willems on that list no no courtney act no have they Th- been on all stars already no oh, oh okay no no Th- th- okay. think think bigger someone you just mentioned oh my god give me one as you even get the other two sherry pie oh okay of course right so yeah. sherry pie um no go on tell me tell me it could be any of these bloody queens tyra oh of course of course she's not going back <laughs> and sharon needles sharon needles yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so they haven't ruled out willem which is interesting that is interesting maybe she's trying to re- repair the bridges with uh with yeah. wow eventually not that she needs to. well no, that's great. just to say <laughs> yeah, that's just saying that they might have her back that's not to say she'll go back so that's there you go. very that's... very true very and apparently they've asked peppermint pretty much every season of peppermint keeps saying no i wonder why i mean peppermint's doing amazing obviously it's got a great career and everything but i would love to see peppermint back on drag race did they not have a great time when they were on it i wonder maybe they're just not down for that anymore maybe Maybe mm. it's like too much of a financial investment when they can't trust how they're going to end up. Very true. I mean, there's some huge queens that have gone very early in their seasons, like Derek Barry and Lemon and stuff like that on All Stars. And maybe they look at that and they think, God, I don't want, I don't want that to be me. But it was fun. Again, this is totally off t- tangent. But it was fun to see Sasha Valor came out during the week and said, now that there's a possibility of her going back and not being eliminated, she'd love to go back. So that'll be. Amazing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I would love to see Sasha back in the race. And she said she'd love to have Sasha Colby beside her. So that'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. The battle of the Sashas. Hashtag Team Sasha. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have come back if you could have anyone come back? Who'd be the one for you? Um, Out of anyone, anyone. Everyone, anyone. <laughs> I see I love I love Ben mm. but obviously like I wish I could just have seen Ben's run true fruition yeah 100% yeah I think if Ben Delacroix was ever come back it has to be on a not having to vote your sisters off by because that's just yeah. obviously not something they're down with yeah um, Bimini huh Bimini Bimini would be incredible yeah, yeah. Incredible. I'd love yeah. to see Bimini on a global stage yes 100% and um, Taste I'd love to see Taste on a global yes. stage yes 
Well, I think we'll, we'll be seeing that soon. I think we will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into this week's episode three. I know last week we said we were going to wait till episode four, but I'm at Eurovision next week and I won't have time to record. So we're going to do four and five next week. Oh, she's so fancy. She's at Eurovision. She's too busy for me. So, wait, I think you are getting more time with me, actually. Yeah, no, I, listen, we're all we're all Eurovision mad next week, obviously. I think it's the only thing that's ever going to be existing, and that's going to be that. Well, so. that's not true, because Beyonce's kicking off her turn next week as well. Very, very true. Apparently, practicing in Stockholm at the moment. People mm-hmm. listening to us outside the arena. Yeah. Um... So yeah, episode three. And to be honest, I'm glad we're doing this episode on its own because the balls, can't, like there was a lot of notes taken in this episode. They can be kind of a lot to get through. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll jump in. The first thing I did want to mention is, mm. have you got any indication whether the person who writes the subtitles has seen Drag Race before? <laughs> I mean, isn't that the same on every one of these international seasons? You're just like, uh, who is doing this subtitle? <laughs> but sometimes, because... Like last week, I, they're obviously very good at the subtitles because I noticed that they like translate jokes into like puns that work for us. Like I think uh, Javier Calvo said something with mice, which is the f- f- uh, Spanish for corn. Uh-huh. And then they wrote a joke yeah. about something, don't put me in a corner. Yeah, yeah. So they tra- They don't translate it directly. They do turn into the pun. But when Bania came into the workroom, she called yeah. herself a lip sync assassin and yeah. the subtitle said lip sync assassin s-a-s-y-n <laughs> maybe they thought it was like a sassine away or something like that they just lost they their were, they, they i got, was like they got their context really? <laughs> have you not have you never seen the show why are we putting responses to this I mean, yeah, it wouldn't. Right, I, I just feel sorry for whoever is doing the um, subtitling when Pinchadora is speaking at four thousand miles per oh, hour. Yeah. Their poor fingers must just be like, nah. oh no, we're getting the gist. We're getting the gist. <laughs> yeah. It's like those old Kinder Kinder Bueno ads where it's like, you know, the mo- the mouth is moving and the mum just goes, "Come down from yeah. the tree, kids!" And just like, "La la la la, la. come down from the tree, kids!" Absolutely. <laughs> She's growing on me though. I do love her. Yeah. Say. Not the mum from the Kinder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't. They're close pals. They're close pals. Um, yeah. So that was my first point. Other than that, it was kind of a, a recap from 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 last week. Or can and... I say one thing though? Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. that when they come in, they're doing these little. Uh, mini like um soap Skits. opera moments yeah. like it's really cute right i don't know I, there's some seasons that i haven't seen don't come for me um is this the first time someone these a group has like, done something similar to this i can't remember another group of queens coming in and having like a little rehearsed moment which i'm just really really enjoying oh um, i don't remember it ever as consistently but i definitely know there's been some sort of rehearsed bits i feel they've done it in uk a few times more it's more tends to be kind of like a girl group or like a power yeah, it doesn't, it's not normally all of them yeah i don't think it's only like two or three queens True, that yeah, yeah. Thing. but yeah, they're doing little tableau moments and I, I love it i don't remember one being with this big of a group they tend to happen mm. later on where there's six or yeah. seven of them as well yeah. um but no i'm here for it and it normally Join tends it. to like because when, when they come in for the day on the day of elimination they've kind of like made it sound like it's a sweatshop 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. There was lots of talk of like, oh, I've been sewing till three in the morning. They're not allowed to do that. I'm sorry. But if anyone knows any queens that have been on Drag Race, you get the allotted time and then you all leave that workroom and you go back to your hotel. I'm guessing some of them are allowed to take pieces with them and carry on sewing or something like that. But I felt it was quite strict in that this is the allotted time. You get to finish your outfit till this time. And now it's back to the hotel. Do your thing and then come back in the morning. And what you've got is what you've got. I think you're allowed to bring one thing back. I feel oh, okay. nice. Aja said she made something in her uh, room and that's her okay. And why do I feel that this is very really music question. of me? <laughs> How do I feel? Why do I feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is very sound of music. So it could be like, I don't know where it's come from. That gothy Kendall made one of her looks from like the curtains in her room. Um... Well, from like that one episode. <laughs> yeah, that she had to do two queen looks and she, she ditched one of them and she made like a oh. sort of like white netted thing which was made from like the neck curtains. Where did I get oh, that cool. from? Oh, cool. I don't know if you dreamed it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it is very Maria Von Trapp, okay. right? Drag Race Urban Legends. Where is that? Where is that group? <laughs> Maria Von Trapp. Maria Von Trapp. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I don't know. I just didn't know if that was allowed to be a thing. And if it is a thing, then it's it's really bad on all these queens that have gone before them where it's like, they've gone, I ran out of time. It's like, well, mm. you could have taken stuff home with you. Did you not know yeah. that? There we go. I also think production works slightly differently in different countries as well. Probably, as probably, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the... Yeah, so anyway, they, they kind of jump straight into the main episode. They're told that they're going to be... Um, do, covering the colors the flavors and the traditional outfits of espania they all get assigned a different regional costume from each of the different regions of spain we'll get into the different ones later then they kind of they start off on it and then there's a bit of a a walkthrough is there anything you wanted to discuss in that first segment um i think that pinchadora was very generous in the outfits that she gave out i think they were trying to imply that she'd been quite shady but i don't think she was i think she genuinely looked at the outfits and the queens i will say one thing she gave some of the frumpier i'll say outfits in my opinion to maybe some of the prettier queens maybe a slight element of sabotage a little bit but um i think that she she was actually quite fair in, in giving out the traditional traditional outfits and yeah i think that they got a lot of material it seemed like you know you see some seasons of drag race and they get like a tupperware box of fabric and it's like <laughs> make it down. <laughs> and this was like they got these massive boxes yeah. of stuff in there so i think production have been quite generous to these queens and i think they wanted them to i feel like the production on these seasons for now it feels like they're setting them up to succeed rather than setting them up to fail which is how i think sometimes it's played the game in other seasons other countries yeah and i think i think that's the right way to do it because ultimately you make better tv you make better dragon especially when it's a challenge where you're honoring your country you yes. want to do it well yeah you know uh, back to that AMA producer, he said or she that they um, they've started on all star. They've started giving bonuses when all the queens do really well to encourage the queens to do good performances. Apparently, ah, so maybe that's well, what Apple Tart has a lot of information, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> that could be fake. Um, <laughs> oh, I have another bit of my notes here. Actually, again, this is a tangent. When ah. I was over in Spain, I learned the uh, the word for fag hag. I guess is what we oh, call it in English. Nice. Which is a uh, Mary Leandres, which basically is uh, gay lice. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> I 
Which got me thinking, why are we so horrible to the women we support in our lives? We I call don't them know. hags, we I call don't... them lice. God, that's awful. Is there yeah. another expression for that in the UK? Like, fag hag to me seems very American, and we, we don't have one in Ireland either. I, I think fag hag was probably the phrase that we would have used. I don't think it's used very often anymore. Um yeah i don't know i'm very old now i don't i don't i don't hang out with people i don't socialize don't do those things uh, <laughs> gen z oy, if you're listening oy, let babe, us know oi bitch something like that i don't know like it's i think that it's i think that whole fag hag vibe feels very i don't know old school for me i think that there's a lot more equality i'd hope in our groups and dynamics everyone just had nicknames you know everyone just has a nickname and i guess that's kind of how it how it goes yeah i guess ally is used more now so yeah to degree, but it, it, it's it, this is more specific to a certain degree but yeah fact to me is very early seasons will and grace sort of yes vibe. very 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 and <laughs> i've definitely never called one of my female friends my gay life <laughs> if i have ever i apologize my love <laughs> <laughs> Um, in Spain, aren't they? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hi, this is me, and this is my gay life. She's happy to meet you. <laughs> harsh, harsh. Oh dear. Um, there was kind of two touching moments, I think, in in this segment as well. With Macarena speaking with the anniversary of her dad, and uh, Bestia discussing the sort of um, strength of her aunt after her mastectomy, yes. uh, which I thought were nice moments that I thought kind of punctuated a very business-heavy episode. Yeah, very much. And I feel like I'm already, I want to know more about these queens. And we're getting, like he says, lots going on in these episodes, even though they're like an hour and 20 minutes, something it feels like it goes by very, very quickly. They're trying to fit in mini challenges, walkthroughs, maxi challenges, lots of confession time. I want to get to know these queens a bit more. So these little moments are lovely, but we need more of these going forward. Otherwise, everyone just especially when there's so many of them still competing, they kind of blur a little bit, you know, and you kind of forget kind of who's who and who's doing what um, until you really get to know them. And they come from like the workroom moments and the confession moments and stuff like that. But I definitely think we need more. Um, With the walkthrough vibes, um, Anna Locking, I think is fabulous. She's one of my favourite judges in any of the seasons. And she also gives bloody amazing advice. You can tell when someone really respects and loves drag when they are a judge on drag race and all they've got to say is pretty much good things <laughs> apart from when something's really really wrong and they're like we can't not point that out but she gave some amazing advice especially to i think clover bish where clover was quite worried about having this flamenco dress and what to do with it and anna was like don't fit that theme make that theme fit you and that's how you're going to do well in these style challenges. And they need to get that really quickly, really, really quickly in the competition. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what's a better indication of out of the box thinking than picking something up, tearing it upside down and going, what about this? Oh, I love that. <laughs> that was a great moment. <gasps> I never considered that. I'm blown. Wow. <laughs> and the crowd goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she was right. It looked great. So it yeah. did look great. And Visa yeah. was absolutely mind blown by that. Like, yeah. how did she come great. up with this? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Kelly Roller was like, girl, do you think I know who half these people you talk about are? <laughs> A lot less respect from Kelly. 
Oh dear. And I think um, there was some, they sowed the seeds here of a queen who felt like they were going to fly through the first few early episodes with talking to Chanel about the fact that she was ignoring that traditional vibe of her outfit and just going, oh, I'm just going to do me and I'm going to do whatever I kind of want. And as we know from previous challenges in Drag Race and how it's worked, that's never a good idea. Don't ignore the challenge they're setting you because that might slightly annoy them. Yes. <laughs> they might be a little might bit annoyed. them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into the runway. We're going to deal with the Queen's um, all three looks in one go. I didn't write down the order of the runway because I actually ended up writing down them in order that they received their, their traditional garb. So we'll just go okay, with the yeah. order that they're on the, dra- the Instagram page at yes. drag.looks, which is now our go-to Bible for all the looks. Oh my God, thank have... you. Whoever, whoever's running this account, can yes. I just say thank you from the bottom of thank... my tiny little black heart. Thank you. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, so let's kick off with Paquita, who I actually think was the first person on the runway uh, in this challenge. Yeah. Um, her colours look was based on uh, this sort of Andalusian legend of this woman called Rosera, who mm-hmm. washed her feet in beer it's in this gorgeous emerald sort of off the shoulder look with the kind of wicker headpiece and a staff she looks fantastic yeah stunning really really stunning i mean i didn't get the reference of the woman who wanted to kind of jump around in bud light i don't know what that was all about personally but obviously i'm sure it's very meaningful and lovely um but yeah i think it was great because what was great about that is that the judges really got the reference and when they're playing the game along with you you know it's going to go well and both the javiers were absolutely living for this beer foot moment so obviously it's very important also a wicker wedge you don't see them that often in drag you race you don't do you you don't <laughs> She'd have got red for that on any yeah. other scene. <laughs> uh, the second look was inspired by fried egg. She had basically a sort of a fascinator in the shape of a fried egg with some a golden tuft of hair being the yolk and a bit of dribble down the side of the the, the white. Yeah. And that expands into a gorgeous sort of like two-piece ruffle, almost like a, how would you call it, like almost a tutu-y dress or ruffles yeah. and a cape, yeah. big white boots, very religious, very camp, very gaga. Yeah, very. And also could have been the colours look if you ignore the headpiece being an egg. It could almost have been the same because we had a lot of white in the colours vibe. Um, I think she played it really, really well. I think she looked gorgeous in this. It was very kind of my fair lady meets my big fry up. And um, yeah. I was I was happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Four weddings and a fry up. <laughs> Wedding and a brunch, dude. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then finally... Yeah, she was... stunning, stunning. Her final look then was uh, representing the Valencian community. Um, I didn't really get the, again, the reference, but she had her legs black because I think, was she supposed to be a, a burnt witch? Yeah. yeah, like she'd come out from the flames. I think that was it. They, they, that she'd been sacrificed and survived and it was kind of like a coming out of the embers type vibe. Again, both the Javiers loved this. They were really into it. They, they really get those kind of more arty, contemporary spanish references i think and they, they all really love this outfit i think the outfit it was good for a design your own outfit challenge she looked beautiful i think she's very blessed that she's going to look beautiful in quite a lot of stuff i think she could look good in a paper bag so that always helps um but i really like the headpiece i like the kind of religious iconography that she kind of put into the outfit and um yeah i think she looks stunning three good looks actually a very strong week for her but she is a fashion queen so she needs to kind of do well in these challenges right yeah very solid and one thing i did pick up on on the design look is when they showed the side by side with the original look this felt more intricate which definitely wasn't always the case yes yeah (laughs) definitely 
can we just say before we go any further, I respect and love all these queens for getting yeah. out there and putting this hard working and not look, that I it, could do any of the things they can do. Absolutely, it's very easy to sit here and do this judgy review, but it really, really is. But you know, you are on Drag Race. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up in our running order is Visa, someone who I feel was robbed from being on the top personally. Um, their first look was the colors look, and I was inspired by the Mexican sort of this Mexican god which is emerald green and gold uh sort of headpiece green cape this kind of like vein up the chest this the the flavors look was inspired by red hot chili peppers um and had a kind of basket at the top and these kind of like wicker shoulder pieces and then the final look was uh, inspired by the look from the Grand Canaries where she took the sort of fabric and turned it into sort of a big ruffled sleeve with a kind of a diaper on her head yeah day, I didn't get but... the head bit I mean what what I think she did on that look was she exaggerated that outfit like blew that outfit out of all its proportions which I think was really cool and and sure and fashiony but she was wearing a massive paper bag on her head and I just wasn't I was so distracted by that it took away from the upside down corset and everything else um the other looks I really really loved and I think that she she rocks good fashion like she knows her body she knows how to wear for her body um and also i feel like she looks like three different people in all of the outfits even though her is quite similar and that i think is a really good testament to her and her drag like See, i would say the opposite i think right, something okay. that's that's keeping me from connecting with her is i i fail to see the thread between her looks that i like that person could come out and i wouldn't go that's visa Mm. but that's what I quite like about her because she's not going to give us that same thing every time like the Paquita one we've just seen she looked like Paquita in all three in these you you're like oh she looks completely different she looks like a whole new queen and I, I really like that I think the chili peppers look I know everyone kind of raved about the chili pepper dress but I wasn't the biggest fan I feel like it's a bit obvious just to stick plastic versions of that food onto a skirt but they're not real Oh, I don't know. It looks pretty plastic to me, but that could just be the stage lighting. But they um, do kind. Of, they can look plastic, like they are kind of shiny. They do reflect they, a bit, but yeah. They I mean, do. they probably aren't real, but yeah, yeah, they fooled me. She's not, she's not bringing in a whole bunch of real chili peppers. She's just sitting in her suitcase, rotting away. <laughs> they can last a while. Okay, the earrings definitely aren't real, but I was. Like, that she's wearing her chili peppers ready for next week. <laughs> she's got a grow bag in her suitcase. <laughs> if she got eliminated, it'd just be her crying in the work and chewing on the chili peppers. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I'm just going to go home and make some salsa. Like, what am I going to yeah, do it exactly? But no, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. She put three really strong looks forward for a, for a ball challenge. I think she nailed it. She absolutely yeah. nailed it. I agree. Uh, Hornella is up next. Her white look, or her colours look, is a white sort of My Fair Lady look inspired by Alicante, which had this sort of swirled uh, gold, blue and red quilted uh, sort of bustle dress, which kind of came up to her midriff. The second look was inspired by a sort of golden prawn. She she named the the, play, the dish. I couldn't take the name of it. It was kind of like a paella thing that had squid ink in it. And then the final look, which wasn't great, uh, was inspired by the region of Aragon. It was very shawl heavy. It was loose fitting. 
uh, and I have sort of like down the, oh yeah there's these like bobbly tights that I find horrendous oh absolutely vile yeah and um, she paints like the Vivian have you, can you see that little oh yeah 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 she yeah, really yeah, paints yeah, like the Viv. when she yeah. came out in that first look the My Fair Lady one I was like wow she really looks like the Viv circus one before the money um, but yeah I again look two really strong looks I mean I didn't think I'd be saying it's my second favourite prawn slash squid look of the night but it's my second favourite <laughs> prawn slash squid bienvenue look. a espanol um, <laughs> it was <laughs> I mean that that hair is incredible and I just think that to come up with something so conceptually weird and funky and different for the concept of food I loved it I really really loved it and um you know the first look really cool really artsy really fashiony the second look the prawn carries the dress I think because the dress itself you know it is just a clam and a lemon sewn onto a gold dress and the third look, maybe we just should be talking about it ever. And we shouldn't even look at the picture and we should move on from it. <laughs> at least she apologised to the region she of America. She did, a lot. <laughs> a la Katy Perry apologising. Or unless Edwards apologised to Katy Perry. You know. yeah. I couldn't help it. I had the purple bob. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that she she's not a seamstress. She's not going to be going out and making her own outfits. And we're not all going to do that. We're not all going to excel in everything. She put it on. She survived. And uh, she got through it. And I think good for her because I really like Cornella. Yeah. Next up is Pink Chadora. Her first uh, look was a white... Um, I can't mm-hmm. read my own notes. There's a flower wig in there. It's based on something I can't read on my nose. Uh, uh, but yeah, sort of white off the shoulder, um, sort of uh, like sort of rough, and then sort of a full length body hugging, sort of silvery, shiny dress. The second look was inspired by the Riaka Wine Throwing Festival. It was mm-hmm. a sort of like velvet dress covered by this, I guess, sort of, I guess it's like a vinyl or a plastic printed sort of piece. Yeah kind of in the shape of wine splats and then her look was a salamanca suit which had sort of uh, it was actually relatively close to the original when you saw it except yeah. she's added these like fun like tiered gold uh fringes up the leg and is keeping the sort of gold fringe as a sort of crisscross across her neck and yeah. the, the wig oh the wig oh that wig burn it <laughs> which of these looks was your favorite um, I love the red wine look. I really, when she came out and kind of turned on stage and the light lit up that splash on her collar from behind, I was like, wow, that is gorgeous. That's like a little piece of art. Um, she went for a kind of midsummer vibe, I think, on the first look. Mm, and I, yeah. I really love yeah. that whole floral wig vibe. It's very camp, very her style of drag. The third look, I wasn't as much of a fan of as I think the judges were I don't I I wasn't really feeling it I think it looked cool with the kind of like a velvety coloured almost like flock wallpaper material but mixing that with that netting skirt I just for me I think it was a little bit it made it made her body look really short and awkward and uh the wig was atrocious the love connie mullet wig is oh god just, awful. why out of everything did she choose that yeah she reminds me of a hairdresser i used to know you know hairdressers are really good at cutting everybody else's hair but yeah. when it comes to their own yeah yeah it's kind of like this lady had this look and uh yeah, just not if you're listening uh but the red wine look i think pulls all of them together it yeah, really it, it was absolutely stunning and do you know what i love about it she did a new pump and it really helped that whole like just the whole outfit was about that dress and yeah just yeah stunning what did you think of her 
this week. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought I totally agreed the Ryaka uh, dress was my favourite. I think she also delivered the best on the runway as well. I think she it worked well with her shtick and her campiness and she was pulling faces and stuff. I couldn't really, like, I thought the actual outfit of the Midsummer one was nice, but I don't know, she seemed just a bit sort of like, I didn't get the character she was being, cause she was being a character, I felt she was kind yes. of like, uh, you know. Yeah, the, but like almost like a bit stoned and not really with it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a bit dreamy, dreary, like, yeah, it was a bit. So I think my notes say Malay's Biznaga, but I don't know what that means, but I think that was supposed <laughs> to be the reference. <laughs> I just wrote down for everything. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Someone out there who's cultured will know what I'm talking about. It's like the Emperor's new clothes. Like, oh yeah, it's giving me yeah. very Melez Biznaga. Oh really? Um, oh, how flade dark you love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh so it's the Malaga Biznaga, which is a handmade um sort of what is it? Biznagas are handmade using jasmine and the stock of a nerdo, a kind of thistle. Um, so it was a collection of flowers, basically, like a lapel. So that's what she had in her head. I mean, it was bizmag. gorgeous. It was probably my my favorite part of that outfit. I loved I loved the the wig, the weave, the the whole bush that she was wearing. It was great. It's really cool. It's kind of like that very um you know photo arty photo shoot in the 70s and that's come really back around fashion wise and I've, been, I've seen a couple of queens wearing this kind of wig and I don't normally like that whole big plastic wig or foam wig it's not really my thing but this I really like I think it looked really beautiful on her and it's nice to see her look a bit glam you know she's been a bit rough falling down that stage the past two weeks and to, to come out in something a bit more glam and calm was quite nice to see yeah yeah definitely a burn Next. that wig <laughs> There's a few things on the on the fire and the fire dump tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big bonfire after episode three of Drag Race <laughs> Now speaking of our next yeah. <laughs> uh Kelly Roller's next Oh, what dear. what was your ta- your Tormelino's tally up to by the end of the episode? Oh, I think she had two. I, I missed been... I missed both. Okay. I, oh, I okay. missed I'm pretty sure at the very beginning, but that might have been a throwback to episode two on the Rue Cap moment. And then I think towards the middle bit, she mentioned it when she was talking about her third outfit. But oh, I could. Oh, let's go back that, and double check. Maybe that could be right. Actually, okay, yeah. I might. It wasn't until it wasn't until afterwards. I was like, I don't think she mentioned it at all. I totally forgot. Um. So Kelly Roller, her first look was a blue sequin blazer, which she revealed into a red sequin blazer, and it was supposed to be a sort of commentary on blue versus red, uh, left versus right, conservative versus progressive, and then sort of like a twist, which had a purple top, which said "they" is not a typo on the back of it. Um. Oh, then God. the second look was a milkmaid in this in inspiration from Vermeer. It was yellow and blue and kind of with a gold cummerbund with a long blue sort of um chiffon dress with a white ruffle and then the third look it was a inspired by Asturias she said she was an Asturian skater listening to Hilary Duff on her mp3 player in 2002 and that was my favorite thing about it yeah I love that (laughs) um look the milkmaid look I didn't hate I thought the milkmaid was kind of cool a little bit panto dane yes to me a little bit panto dane um and it was a bit very you know those things they they the war recreations that they do in, in the, <laughs> yes. you know, it was more that than drag for me yes. yeah it looks like something that, that they would wear working in a really bad hotel somewhere in like midwest america mm-hmm. you know what i mean like oh yeah our, our uniform is yellow and blue to represent the mountains and the sea and the sand and it's just like yeah, I, yeah. yeah. 
you know, she tried to jazz it up by glugging milk on the runway, and that was a bit like, yes. oh, this is fun. But yeah, she was trying a little bit. Um, the first one was a train wreck. I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty pedestrian, really bland. It reminded me of early seasons of Drag Race with the um, business look in the balls. You yeah. know, they to do that executive room. I own 51% of this company. Yeah, all that shtick. It was a bit that. And, um, you know, if you're going to have th- attempt free reveals, at least make them worth it. Um, and the third look was pretty awful. It was bad, bad. It was bad. not a good week for her. And, you know, look, I think Kelly Roller, I don't know what kind of, budget she had coming into this competition she's obviously not got that kind of couture fashion vibe that a lot of these other queens do have and you know she shouldn't be punished for that but again the problem is when you stand these outfits up on stage like some of the other ones that we saw they then they lose their power they they tend to look a bit cheap and then they don't come across that great and um, and I sound really awful I do really like Kelly Rowland and she didn't wear skates for the first one which is quite nice she had a pair of heels on but they were all <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't hitting for me I, I was convinced she was going home um yeah. but i think that's something about the international franchise which can be entertaining which is we're so primed by the u.s edits that i think they can they can play around with that and they can catch us off guard because if this was the u.s she would have been going home yeah absolutely absolutely speaking about fashionistas next up is petita so her first look was inspired by the uh, barcelona well windmills Mm -hmm. as she stood there in a red dress and a red wig and windmill came out from behind her in absolutely draw-dropping affair uh her second look she was a croqueta and uh emerged out as a calamar flores which is calamari or squid and finally she was wearing the traditional costume of extremadura which again was one of the only ones that felt heightened from the original dress because she made it more sort of um you know broader at the shoulders broader at the hips and narrower at the waist um yeah chef's kiss i mean honestly like the first two looks are two of the two of the greatest reveals I've seen on any drag race catwalk runway, however we're meant to call it now. It was just the windmill one came out of absolutely nowhere. Where the hell was that hidden? I don't even know how she was doing that. And then the second one, the best thing about the squid croquetta, which is probably my favourite look of the whole evening, if I'm really honest, was that croquetta was disgusting looking. It looked like (laughs) she'd rolled it in from off the street in the pavement. But the reveal into this glittery comedy squid wearing leather lingerie was just absolutely fucking incredible. I really, really loved it. And then she coutured up the traditional gown. Like, what else can you say? She absolutely smashed it. Yeah, it was a real fuck me squid, which I liked about it. (laughs) I have to say, I totally agree with Anna Loking and you that the first look is one of the best looks of Drag Race All Time. I'm not convinced by the second look. Oh, I love the second look. (laughs) Not to say it's not good. I love it. I think it's great. I just don't think it's the best of all time. Simply because it's like uh, Ms. Cracker at All Stars 5 came out of an egg. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think it counts as a reveal when you clearly know they're gonna reveal out of something. That's my only critique. But the reveal was not what I expected. I kind of expected her to look maybe normal underneath the croquetta or you know, I didn't expect a great big diamante squid with googly eyes. And that's when I think it's a really, really good reveal. I think I would have preferred if she had poked her head around the back of the stage as the squid. <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> if it was like next up petita and then she poked her head out i think i would have enjoyed that more 
Because oh, I see, I love the comedy of the croquet with really <laughs> elegant legs walloping onto the stage, like <laughs> really dainty, pretty Miss Fame esque calves, and it's a giant, ugly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really I... loved it. It's on my faves. It just didn't maximize potential for me, but, uh, but like yeah. looking at it here, I, I, I've never found a squid attractive before. Yeah, I know. it's really weird. Uh, <laughs> Someone I, out there has seafood fetishes, and they need to yeah. choose this episode of Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the third look, I mean, look, I will say one thing. I felt like it was very similar to the original traditional outfit in the in the sense that it had the kind of funky hat with the head scarf and you know all of that. But she did make it fabulous, and I know that one of the Javiers pointed out about the white material, thinking it was just sort of the the bad sewing and actually she's like no no baby no it's not bad sewing it's a fucking pocket like it, everything about that was amazing i loved it yeah i suppose if we think of anna looking's advice to clover which was like bring that style to your drag rather than your drag to that i guess she brought her drag to that but i think that's yeah. because she's such a fashion like encyclopedia that she knew how to take it and make it bigger um, that's I think she gets away with it. This is her vibe. Look, like you say, she's got the references. She sews for a living. She. This is her thing. And I think when you go and you do your thing and that's the challenge in front of you and you absolutely nail it like that, I can only have flowers for you. You know what I mean? Because you, you just, you've done the thing. Um, I'm really interested to see her in a more acting, singing challenge because so far she's doing really, really well. But a lot of the emphasis in this so far has been on the fashion element so looking forward to seeing what else she's got but absolutely loving what she's serving up on a squeaky platter one two no me two one two what the fuck am i talking about testing 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 <laughs> brain fart there um <laughs> next up was bestia she gave us a neon green and pink uh look inspired by bumper cars her second look was inspired by her favorite candy as a kid there was mallows in there there was red licorice laces and there was uh something else i, I can't quite see it in this picture that i'm looking at but i know there's every three things well, that I was incredible in that one as well yeah and then the final one was this uh, black and pink and white sort of spiky punk chulapa look, mm-hmm. um, which was sort of had one breast missing in honor mm-hmm. of her aunt. And it was uh, inspired by the sort of polka dots of the Madrid community traditional outfit. Which was your fave? Um I really love the candy look. It reminded me of the candy ball from season five when, you know, Roxanne just made that incredible dress out of the the licorice. Like it was like the kind of the upgrade of that. I think BCA had one unfortunate thing happen to her this week. And that was that she was on that same stage as Petita. Because if she wasn't, I think she'd have had this. Because these are three really cool, really individual, really conceptual fun looks i don't know about you but when i think of spain maybe bumper cars isn't the first thing i think about um and that was meant to be the colors vibe so i think she could have played more on the acid colors and maybe come out in just pure kind of acid green or acid pink and done that i don't i I think the bumper car the actual reveal bit with the the lights and everything i know a lot of the queens saying we've never seen that before it's really interesting that for me felt a bit flat i don't know why i didn't i didn't really go oh wow that's incredible which is a bit of a shame it's a really cool thing to be able to do um 
yeah, three really cool looks. They're quite similar silhouette-wise when you look at them all sitting together apart from the kind of candy one. Um, yeah, I liked them all, but I think the candy was my favourite. How about you? E yeah, I like them all. Uh, my favourite is the bumper cars look, I think, just because I like how striking the colours are and I like the silhouette. When you're wearing things that are overly baggy and swinging off you, I think there's a real sweet spot between mm. too much and too little. Yeah. And I always think of um, Naomi Smalls and All Stars 4, where she had the look with, is it with the puppies or the kittens? And oh, she's walking yeah. It's yeah. like this knitted and there's there's twine. Yeah. I think it's kittens then. It was kittens, and, yeah. And it's yeah. a perfect balance of like hanging off her, but not like over the top. I feel best you slightly, maybe it's one mallow or one liquor a straw, yeah. slightly too many. Still yeah. loved it. Yeah. And um, I really liked the final look as well, even though I didn't love, again, I mean, what a bitch. Like the, 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 <laughs> The suspenders and the dress hanging really low gave mm. me season four Pride Float Challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. so, Absolutely. Yeah. So if I'm I mean, really nitpicky, yeah. but overall, like, brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. I, I also didn't really love the red rose on on her headpiece. On the head, yeah. I don't know why, but I just think if she'd have gone for a pink or a black one, it would have really pulled the whole thing together. That red rose looked really out of place and it looked like it had been added at the last minute. And I don't think that's the case, but that's how it came across. I think black rose would have really uh, encapsulized um, the punk yeah. aspect of the look, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's listening to us being like, I, there was no black rose in the work crib. Stop being judgy pricks. <laughs> Paint it then. <laughs> Next up was La Macarena. Her first look was inspired by the colours of Cadiz. It was white and full of tulle with sort of red and blue polka dots. And I think there was like a, a sort of fascinator that was representing the sky. And she was drinking out of a silver cup because that's significant in a way I don't understand. Her second look <laughs> was a... <laughs> a ode to sea urchins which are eaten in cadiz um i didn't love this but time for me to reflect and tell you on the weird piece of sea um paraphernalia that i ate while i was in madrid which was a barnacle a barnacle yeah they eat some freaky shit in that country (laughs) we went to like the uh farmer's market like a local market and there was a seafood stand and you could just buy barnacles by like by the dozen well, I'm not surprised because they just fall off boats. So no wonder they're selling. Well, no, appara- apparently these, it's like a really dangerous job where people abseil down cliff faces. Holy shit. Because they're the best when they're not constantly wet or constantly dry. It's like when they're near the sea face and, and waves are lapping up against them all the time is when they're at their best. That's my actual natural state as well. If I'm not in that state, I'm <laughs> not happy That's why you're in Brighton. That's why you I'm in Eight like hours a day with your feet yeah. in the water and a laptop yeah, on your, on your lap. It. Yeah, not too wet, not too dry and, and facing the waves at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Do they taste good? Um, believe it or not, they just taste like the sea. Okay, nice. <laughs> like chewy, people. chewy sea. That's what Lovely. I'd say. Lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then the Macarena was uh, representing La Rioja, and she presented a sort of old hag who who transformed into a sexy hag. That's my other natural state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
wow she got me to a t yeah, yeah. um firstly i can't every time she comes on stage i have to go hey macarena Do and it, i'm yeah. sure she must be so sick of it but mm. i can't help it and i don't think she gets enough kudos for the brilliant name that is the macarena like it's just, it's so 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 good i loved quite a lot of these outfits first outfit i really enjoyed i love the the white gown with lots of twill which i can't say um and the blue sky hat and the little polka dots of color just to give it a little touch of something special um they made the ursula reference which was like as soon as she came out thinking wow it's like a kind of punk ursula which i'm here for then the last look i love that she kind of went you know what this is not my thing the sewing thing is maybe not me so what i'm gonna do is make a character instead and that worked really really well for her and what could have been a bit of a disastrous moment i think she turned around into quite a highlight of the episode i love the old hag that stripped off just her legs like it was brilliant it was really fun and um it it helped her carry her i think through into a, a more safe position than a vulnerable position because of that bad outfit in the third look yeah i totally agree like i think because of the hag she was able to stand out whereas i don't think she stood out with the other two looks so yeah yeah i really really liked it and i think when queens dare to go ugly Yes. You know, and they do it well. It's so pleasing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although sometimes it's a disaster. Trinity Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really think, I think Macarena had a good a good night again. And I think because she's wavered a little bit in the talent show and then was a little bit rockier last week, I think it's nice that she's had a better week and she can now maybe relax a little bit, get into her comfort zone, channel that thing they've been asking for, which is the comedy and the performance and and push herself even further in the competition. I really like Macarena. I said it last week and I'll, I'll keep continuing to saying it. I hope she does well. Yeah, me too. Interesting how she does in the um, in the Scream Queens challenge yes. next week. That should yeah. be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up is Clover Beach, who uh, gave us the colours of the Cuban flag in her look with a white dress, white boots, white everything, uh, blue wig with a sort of big sort of Mickey Mouse almost shaped headpiece and then a sort of... Um, what would you call it? a mace of red orchids the second look was uh based on uh, the food meli matter which seems to be some sort of honey nuts and yogurt combination um which kind of had this sort of plastic headpiece unicorn horn and then mm-hmm. finally her look was based on the andalusian flamenca dress which was black and white polka dots which she had kind of turned into she said a cuban rumba dress uh mm-hmm. with, a, with a train and two big sort of um what would you call them tufts is wrong pom-poms. they're not quite pom-pom <laughs> hair yeah. pieces yeah. uh i re- i really loved the flamenca look yeah yeah, I think the flamenco is actually her most successful. Um, I think she was unfortunate because it was it Sagittaria that had done the Creme Catalina look, I think a couple of seasons ago, that absolutely stunning, like beige latex gown with all the drips coming off of it. So anything that people wear on a runway, for me, that have got that kind of drip effect, I'm always going to compare it to that Sagittaria look. Um, one of the Javier's made the comment about um, her headpieces were too big or too heavy in both those situations of the first and second look. I agreed 100%. I, it was so distracting that, you know, when a queen is wearing something, it looks like it's going to fall off. I, I, I'm lost, you know, because all I'm thinking about is that thing that might fall off. I'm a Virgo. I'm picky. I can't help it. And it just, for me, it, it really spoiled the first and second look. Um, You're picky. Can you believe it? I know. 
I didn't even know about myself neither. Um, <laughs> and also, I felt like the honey that was stuck to her dress in the second looked a bit like poopy. Not gonna lie, <laughs> a bit like we've been out the nuts. Yeah, I think it looked a bit like poopy. poopy. And I said, no, it really distracted me. I was like, why has she come out with? What I think they're that? walnuts. God, I don't know what they were, but they're not walnuts Get anymore. those nuts away from my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just saying, how's, how's your headpiece? Not great in this episode. Yeah, it shit. was not great. But yeah, actually, the flamenco dress that she was really worried about ended up being her best out of all three. So that shows me that Clover Bish trust yourself maybe she's had designers help her do the other two outfits before coming on i don't know if she has a history of being a seamstress or design or creating her own outfits maybe go with her own gut going forward and she knows what kind of works for her body um and the other two looks didn't really do her any favors i mean she looked pretty fab in that second look with that kind of big blonde wig and the mini skirt and th- there were elements that could have worked that kind of 65 works with her quite well it just was like a Oh, it was a bit of a cacophony of little mini errors that just, it just had a really weird shape at the waist. It stuck out yeah. in a way that didn't seem it was supposed to. Like if she hadn't done the big Mickey Mouse braided thing, a la mm. Simone in season thirteen, mm-hmm. I think I would have really liked the Cuban look. It's very Nicki Minaj. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. I don't think the hair worked for that outfit. Personally, I agree with you. I think what she's doing was that kind of Cuban salsa dancer vibe, where they have their hair tied back. But like oh, a yeah, pony yeah. would have looked amazing with this. She mm. could have got full Ariana, and I think that would have really worked for this. Yeah, outfit. yeah, me too. But hey, um, she would have could have. Absolutely. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is <laughs> Chanel Anorex. Uh, her first look was inspired by the Salamancan golden mask. It was kind of like a renaissance uh, sort of inspired dress that had like ropes on it and she was holding a lantern. Then she was dressed as the Huelva strawberry, which we learned is a strawberry that's overripe and has worms in it. But the worms were, looked like snakes. (laughs) Yeah, gummy bears. And she was wearing a neon green mullet and a really basic dress. And then she was given Wuscari, which is the which is the Basque word for Basque or the Spanish word for Basque. So Basque inspired look. And she kind of just did her own thing and made it futuristic and threw a bit a few lightning bolts on it. And uh, I, I appreciated she was clearly the one who she clearly had a point of view, which is this is this look in the future. And I could see the reference point, yeah. um, but I don't think like the actual execution of it was was still good enough despite the idea and is that not the same thing for all of her looks the idea was there like i quite like this kind of phantom of the opera gown and the high hair and the the gold skull mask and all that like there are elements that i really like but it doesn't come together and then i don't know what the fuck she was smoking when she came up with the second look and thought i'm gonna go on television wearing this i mean genuinely i couldn't believe it when she walked out um just flabbergasted that you think this is gonna this is gonna work especially after being told off by supreme the week before for this kind of like we need to bring the standard up of kind of spanish strand and you're thinking fucking i've got that gummy bear wig in my bag what the fuck am i gonna do about it you know it's it's 
I didn't get it. She also, it was like she was bleeding from the head. It weirdly, like that was yeah. like a reference that was like no one even mentioned. Why is she beheaded? Like I didn't get any of it. it is was... it when you take the the top off a strawberry? You take the green bit off the. Strawberry? I mean, it's a reach. That's a. Reach. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Reach. My arms are straining because I'm reaching so far out of my direction. Yeah, it was. It was not good. And you know, I kind of liked the weird Transformer Sailor Moon vibe of her of her uh, last outfit. It. But again, it was really boxy on her body. Um, it just, yeah, I, I mean, a really bad week. Kelly Rowland must have been like, thank Jesus Christ that <laughs> she's come out wearing these three outfits. I might be with a chance. Who do you think was worse, Chanel or Kelly? Chanel. Really? Yeah, I because think... I think I think Chanel, right, Kelly did a little bit of pedestrian drag, which I appreciate. However, Chanel had concept. Chanel had ideas. Chanel reached further. So I think the fall is greater when it doesn't, when it doesn't come off, when it doesn't work. For me, the sum of all the looks for, for Chanel is slightly better. I think like the Renaissance look is reasonable. It could possibly better. save her. I yeah, I, I do see that. It it's could better than any of Kelly's. Remember of Kelly's? I mean, that is oh, true. The milkmaid, yeah. the Vermeer. Yeah, yeah, no, the milkmaid. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty horrendous all around. Unfortunately for both of those things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a bit... congratulations on your art. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, all of it's valid. We just don't like it. Yeah, uh... yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, then we have. Uh, for, that, uh, Bania Banila. What are we still going? This is really... this is the last one. This yeah, is the last that... one. We're all no, good. We're all joking, good. <laughs> so the first, um, the first look, she comes out in the in a Saragossa suit, which has a golden crown and has a dress which looks polka dot, but is actually with polka dot sequins, which I thought was a fun fun tweak. Yeah. The second she came out, which I think was. It, Somebody said Susie Caramella. I don't know if that was actually the sort of brand of sweet she came out of. She yeah, it was a, the candy, right? Yeah. Yeah. She she called she was like some of her favorite candies some Saragotha and mm-hmm. it's in the Aragon red. And then she was given the Pubia, which is the traditional uh costume of Catalonia, and it was uh again a red wig, lots of red and black for her this this week's episode. She had a really nice ruffle detail up and down the side, which was kind of like this blue and gold detail, and then it was a black sort of bodice and gold earrings. Um <sighs> For somebody who kind of came into this to be like, I'm the design challenge queen. Did I she say that? She did. Like, she was like, oh, yeah, all these bitches were, were like, you know, stressing last week because they were dancing. Now I'm watching them all stress because I can sew. Wow. So she was kind of selling herself big. Yeah. I think she did a good job with the ruffle, but like, yeah, I don't. Is it is it her? Is it her makeup? There's something about that that just feels unfinished. Well, it's the three red me. wigs don't help the situation. You know, it doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help because it made all of those looks kind of amalgamate into one. Even when, like you say, we're looking at it kind of now with all three looks, they could, it's like the same look almost, you know, apart from some changes in the shapes and the materials used, it's kind of, it's just very similar. And that's because of this color palette that she's used all the way through these three outfits. If you're going to do a ball, if you're going to have to present three looks in one episode, you know, change it up. You know, you need to say to yourself, okay, I've got to make sure that I kind of stand out. Look at Bestia, look at what she's doing, look at what um, Petita is doing. It could be different queens every time, Visa. This is just so similar across the board. However, the third outfit was really well sewn and she can obviously put a garment together. She obviously knows her body shape. None of the outfits were terrible. It was just all a bit meh. 
Yeah, like <clears throat> sometimes we find this whether is it a design challenge, is it a sewing challenge? It was well mm. sewn, was it well designed? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. and yes, all three of them were the same, but were any three of them amazing? Not really. No, and, and that's the thing. It was all a bit. Can yeah. you sit here, look me in in my eye, and tell me you love her makeup? Oh, could anyone? <laughs> could she? <laughs> That was so mean. That was that so was mean. Mean. That was no, mean. So, no. yeah, I don't know. That, I think that's also letting her down as well. It I is think. letting her down. But you know what? She's one of those queens that you can tell she's painting for the club. And mm, yeah, you're so right. Paint, you're she's, so painting, right. she's painting yeah. for brunch for, you know, that's what she's doing. And she hasn't adapted. Yeah, she hasn't 100%. adapted. One of her that's sisters it. needs to pull her to the side and go, baby, we're on television. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a scandal. Right. Come on, right. deal with it. So, that's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay, so now I don't feel so bad. It's just like somebody who's, you know, who's uh, overshot the dress code. Yeah, there's some harsh lines going on that mug. Harsh (laughs) harsh lines. (laughs) Okay, so uh, in the top was uh, Paquita, Bestia and Petita. And in the bottom was Chanel, uh, Kelly and Clover. Did you agree? Yeah, overall, I mean, I I agreed with the tops, um, but I always agree with the tops. Um, (laughs) The the bottoms, yeah, I mean, it was going to be Kelly and Chanel. I think Hornella was quite lucky that there was some really bad looks because I think she would have been in contention if anyone else would have done a bit better. I think she would have been in trouble because of that last outfit and those pom-pom tights. I think that would be enough to kind of make me go, mm, this queen is, that's not great if you're putting that on your body and thinking you can come down the runway in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with the tops 100%. How, how about you? Yeah, I think that what's interesting here is I think we see how different franchises weigh up the different categories. So it's kind of considered in the US that the dress you design yourself is kind of worth double marks. Uh-huh. So I think in the US, I think Clover would have been safe because the one she yeah. made herself was much better and Hornella would have been in the bottom. And that's kind of how I would rank it in this case because, mm. you know, um, Clover's kind of stuck with what she has, but I think she really made the most of what she was given there. I think yeah. that's more of a testament to her drag skills yeah, than Hornella. Yeah. So I would agree with you, but I wouldn't have put her in the bottom. wouldn't put either of them in the bottom three. I no. think the, the bottom two, sorry, was, was, was the right. And I think the winner was right. And, I may have swapped out Visa for Bestia, but I think now that I've looked at them again, I'm probably happy with the top three. Yeah, I agree. I think the judging was pretty spot on and accurate. And I have to say that across the board, the judging on Drag Race Espana is, I feel like I agree with it a lot of the times. Um, They, I think, are lovers of drag. Supreme has very high standards. Anna Locking is incredible, you know, and the Javiers, they bring their own kind of element to it. And together, it's such a good judging panel. Um, and yeah, I think that they did they did a great job. I would have given Pink Chidora a little shout out for that wine look, because I think out of everything looking back, it's definitely in my top top three. I really liked, I really liked that look. I think it was gorgeous. I think she was just let down slightly by the other two. So we're saying Petita Windmill, Petita Calamari, Pink, and then yeah. Pink and the wine. Probably, yeah, I think so. Yeah. How about yours? Nice. Um, I would say uh, Petita Windmill. I would mm-hmm. say... Uh, Bakita fried egg mm-hmm. and then I'd say Clover flamenco 
nice. Imagine someone just tuning into this at that moment we were talking. <laughs> the keto the fried egg. The yes. fried egg, petite calamari. Pink <laughs> <laughs> spilt wine. Lovely. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Petita wins. I mm-hmm. think that's fitting. I think yeah. it works well for her at this point oh, of the 100%. season. Yeah, yeah. And Chanel versus Kelly in the in the lip sync. Again, I kind of felt also they're lip syncing to Christina Aguilera's Genie Atrapato. Nice. Well done. Nice. And <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really pay attention to the lip sync because I was reading the direct translation of the Spanish lyrics. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got quite distracted. I do think I actually turned the subtitles off to watch. I quite like to watch the lip sync for the lip sync and the subtitles can be really distracting as an international viewer in these moments. And you've got to kind of like do that on the screen and like hide the box. Because I remember in the finale with um, Carmen Falala with that incredible freeway lip sync, the song was so amazing. I The first time I watched it, I was only reading and I missed the whole like wig moment and everything. And I was like... God, I need to go back and watch it again. Same. It was quite interesting hearing this song in Spanish. <laughs> I do normally turn it off, but when I was like, okay, no, I want to, I want to see. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you went to the Spanish and rubbed me the right way, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't there. It, it was like, there. I'm waiting for you to I set know. me free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the sexual innuendo has been removed gone, from that. Gone, thing. gone. Um, I think this is one of the worst lip syncs we've had in a very long time. I didn't enjoy it at all. I don't think either of these queens was either in the mood or beat or rhythm of the song. Um, Kelly did a fabulous cartwheel on roller skates. That's, and she was like, I've won this now. I'm just going to skate around. Just That's it. That's all she's going to do. She's going to skate around and do her thing. Um, I don't know if Chanel was a little bit heartbroken. I, I felt sad for Chanel in this moment. I felt like she was thinking there's no way I should have been in the bottom this early on. I think there was a lot going on behind the scenes. Um, I don't think her heart was in it because she was flopping about in those beige tights and it just was like it just was not the one and I didn't I don't think you know what if I was sitting there for me it would have been a double sachet I I really don't think either of them nailed the song nailed the lip sync or showed anything that was like incredible apart from the cartwheeling roller skates yeah I mean like Kelly isn't gonna win so yeah, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like there's such stigma associated with a double a limb. But then I remember Sharita May got eliminated on double a limb, and it's yeah, fine, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sharita! I was so annoyed at that. I was, I was so, so annoyed. annoyed. I was so annoyed. It was so, so unnecessary. It was yeah. so 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 unnecessary. But hey, do you think Chanel will be back after oh, the game within a game? A hundred percent. I think that so think far. So? Yeah, look, out of the queens that have gone so far, if this game within a game is that they're going to have to compete, I'd be worried now if I was the other two queens that Chanel is in that group. I think Chanel has a lot more to give. I think they've got great stage presence. I think that they were doing really well in the first two episodes. And this was just, oh my God, you've had a really, really bad day. And unfortunately, you can't have a bad down drag race, especially not in a full challenge. Um, I, yeah, I think we will see her again on, on Drag Race España. I think she'll get her way back in there. So far out of the ones that have gone home. Interesting. How mm. many greens will be eliminated, do you think, before we find out what this twist is? Five. Okay, you said that, that with re- some determination. That was a really strong answer. Yeah. I didn't surprise myself. You made like, me go, oh God, is that a spoiler? No, I've got no context <laughs> at all. 
you know what I'm thinking they're going to do? Some sort of girl group versus girl group vibe, maybe, or uh, Lala Purusa vibe. And I think they normally have four or five queens in that situation before they compete against each other, just because of the even number mm. vibe as well. Yeah. Um, well, there's 13 queens, 13, which yeah, yeah. makes it difficult, unless they like yeah. have the winner immune. Could be. Kind of thing. Could be. What do you think it's going to be? What do you think the twist might be? It has be? to be some sort of Lala Perusa thing. But I don't know. They get that gets fatiguing for an hour. It does. Yeah, it does. Unless Silky's there. Yes. <laughs> Unless Silky's there, just let her lip sync every damn episode for the rest of Drag Race. Her stream mm. and watch it. I, I, it. I generally don't think it's a good addition to the mm. franchise. And like, I think you find even queens like Anitra use up all their dance moves. You know, yeah. and like they, um, yeah. So I know. I hope it's not that. I hope it's an All Star Street Girl Group thing. But like, I guess time will tell. It's like when you go to the club and you watch your favorite queen perform, like even though you know what's coming because you know their moves and you know their their shtick, you still enjoy watching it. For me, I'm a big lover of a lip sync. I will watch any lip sync. Yeah. I love it. But you're right. When it's a whole episode of them, even me as a massive lip sync fan, it's like, oh, what's the next one? You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. you won't look forward to reviewing that. <laughs> I, I like I liked Alters 4 when everyone just lip synced once. Yes. It's when I yeah. see the queen lipsing three yeah. times in the same episode. Yeah. 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 I Done. agree. But we I guess we've just got to wait and see what that's gonna be. But I think Chanel had would have a good chance of coming back. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um next week is a Scream Queens challenge. <laughs> Who do you think's gonna do well at that? Well, we don't know, do we? Because we haven't really seen any of the acting. Look, Pink Chidora is obviously a bit of a character actress, but they love to build up. They're really good at this challenge and then they fail. So maybe it will be the week that she won't do as well. I don't know. Sometimes one of them sneaky little young pretty fashion queens comes in. They're amazing at an acting thing. And they're like, wow, they've got through really, really easily. Okay, Crystal Versace in that one acting challenge where she played a robot. Um, I think that we, we don't have a context of how good they're going to be so i'm really excited macarena will probably do all right if she doesn't think it um how about you anyone who you think could do great this is this is my loose theory that i've come up with just right now um paquita to win next week right okay and then clover to go home no because i love clover yeah i feel she's getting she didn't win last week she was Low the first week, wasn't she? She was low again this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her to be eliminated and then her to kick ass in the lip sync and come back as the redemption. Wow, bold. Yeah, you could be right there, actually. They're, you know, when they have someone like Clover on a season, you think they're going to use them well. That's how long it's going to Like, how can we make this a really exciting moment for that that queen? I don't and know. we haven't had that for her yet. No, we haven't. No. Maybe she'll smash this challenge, though. You never know. Maybe. I mean, we should have had last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, thank you for joining me again today. Thank you for having me. Uh, ole. Ole. <laughs> <laughs> I will be back in two weeks. Exciting times. Thanks so much. Yes. No problem. Bye. Bye.